If you're a physician who wants more autonomy in how you practice or fulfillment in your life, you're in the right place. This is the Change Physician Podcast, where our guests reveal how you can learn the mindsets, skills, and strategies to create the life you want without selling out your morals or values. But before we begin, I want to remind you of the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you at thechangephysician.com. This is the Change Physician, episode 168. Hey, folks. <laughs> Hey, Focals. Focals. Welcome back to the Change Physician Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Kukaro, with my Amazeballs co-host, Dr. Melissa Katie, and our fantastic guest, Dr. Sonali Ruder. Sonali, fantastic to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you so much for asking me to join you. All right. So we were going to explore um, Sonali's history in the in in medicine as well as what she is doing now um but if you can just give us a, a brief kind of overview for the listeners of uh what you do where you are and um, just not too long though because we'll explore it a little bit sure yeah so i'm um, an emergency medicine doctor i'm from new york but i moved to fort lauderdale florida eight years ago and i also am a trained chef i went to culinary school after i became a doctor so I work part-time in a local emergency room, and then the rest of the time I am cooking and running my food blog, which is called The Foodie Physician. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. So, so let's dive in because there's, there's some differences, obviously, being a, the foodie <laughs> physician as well as being the ER physician here. Yes, but yes. what ultimately pro propelled you go, to go into medicine? Why did you decide that career path? Um, I, I think I just, well, what's funny is actually, um, both of my parents are doctors. So like growing up, you know, that's like the first thing everybody would ask me, oh, are you going to become a doctor? Because both your parents are doctors. So I used to say the total opposite. And I'd be like, no, there's no way I want to become a doctor. But um, I think I just gravitated towards it naturally because I was always good in, you know, science and math and things like that. But, um, but also like always had a creative side. So I think that's, that probably is also why I branched off into this whole cooking thing. It, you know, I, I, like medicine, I'm, I'm, I'm good at my job, but I also needed a way to like express my creative side. So I think right now I have like the perfect balance. Fantastic. So with that background now, um, mm -hmm. do you mind if I ask what your parents' specialties were? Uh, yeah, my dad's an anesthesiologist actually. And my mom is a pathologist. Oh, so wow. yeah. So growing up, she'd be telling us stories about her autopsies and things like that at dinner. <laughs> my sister and I were, very, were like, for a while, we don't want to go into medicine at all. <laughs> My sister didn't become a doctor, by the way, just me. All right. All right. So with that kind of background, then it would mm -hmm. assume that you were pretty well prepared to go into medical school. Did you know what you were getting into or, or did you have any challenges while you were in medical school? Um, I mean, I think I, I knew, you know, my, I, my parents had told me stories. They actually met in medical school. They were anatomy partners first year in medical school. So, <laughs> so I was a little bit prepared, but I mean, I don't think anything really like fully prepares you for medical school, you know, until you actually go through it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's years of work and no sleep and lots of caffeine. And like I said, no one can really like truly prepare you for that unless, you know, until you really go through it yourself. Then why did you choose emergency? Was that something I, you were gunning for at the beginning? No, no, not at all. I mean, honestly, I was one of those people that kind of liked all of my rotations, um, you know, and I, and I always liked surgery and, and doing procedures, but I didn't love um, being in the OR, honestly. Um, so with emergency medicine, it kind of let me let me do everything. You know, there's like a little bit of everything, get to see um, 
um, adults, kids, women, you know, pregnant women, everything. I get to do procedures. Um, and then the other thing was in terms of thinking of lifestyle, I kind of like the idea of shift work and, you know, I don't mind being busy and running around for 12 hours in the ER, but when I come home, I just want to be home and spend time with my family. I didn't ever want to carry a pager. I didn't ever want to have to like go back into work after I'm already at home. So that, that was like, that was a big deal for me too, just in terms of like the schedule and the hours. Did you think about that, not having a pager and whatnot based on your father's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because <laughs> when I was growing up, he worked at a really busy hospital in Long Island and he used to have to go in a lot. Um, and he did a lot of nights, you know, he was on a private group. So he was doing a lot of nights. And then when I was in high school, I think he, um, he switched to like an ambulatory surgery center. So it was more, you know, home by four or five o'clock every day, Monday through Friday, no weekends, no call. And, and it was just nice. So we got to see a lot, a lot more of him. So I think that probably, you know, influenced my decision too. Sure. And were you, when you're in medical school, did you ever have any hesitation? Like you said, you don't really know till you're going through it, like what it's really like. Did you have moments where you're like, mm-hmm. do I really want to finish? Or do you feel like you're just going to plow ahead no matter what? I definitely had those moments, but I, you know, I mean, I think everybody probably has those moments in, in medical school, but I was, it's kind of like, you know, you've come so far, you know, you have to just get, get, get through it. Cause you know, it's like at the end, the reward will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I ever really fully pondering, pondered just leaving, mm-hmm. but it is interesting though. Cause I do often ask myself, oh, like, think about what would have happened if I discovered my passion for cooking earlier in life, you know, like, would I have gone to medical school at all? Or would I finish? And I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know <laughs> because that the cooking is what is like what I love and what keeps me sane at times, you know, but I think, and I think in, in the long run, it, wor- it worked out well. Cause I think the fact that I finished med- medical school, became a doctor and, and now I'm cooking too, I can kind of like reach a, a larger audience with what I, what I do. So I think, I think it worked out well, but I do wonder what would have happened if I discovered the cooking thing earlier in life. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering about that because were you cooking yeah. during medical school? No, that's the funny <laughs> thing. You know, my friends from like college and med school are like shocked about, you know, when I first started cooking, we're shocked about this because I think I was on the meal plan, <laughs> cafeteria food the first two years. And then when we were doing our clinicals, I think I was just buying food all the all the time or eating like frozen food you know yeah um even in residency same thing I didn't like in the beginning I was just kind of living off of frozen food from Costco and 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 you know buying food I was in New York City for residency so things are open 24 hours a day you know it's really easy to get food any time of day or night um but no I did not (laughs) I did not cook much when I was in school so so you matched ER in in New York. So that was yeah. kind of almost like going home for you. Right. Yeah. And were you in a three or four year program? I was in a three year program and then I did a one year fellowship in ultrasound, emergency ultrasound. Okay. So mm-hmm. while you were there in, yeah. in, when did you decide to cook? I mean, that, that, that's just bizarre <laughs> to me because I know. residency yeah. is so busy. Like you think, okay, yeah. medical school is busy. Right. right. Residency is crazy. Yes. And then you decide to cook. <laughs> and then I decided to cook. I know. Well, I guess I was living on my own. I mean, I was living on my own in, in, in med school in Chicago, you know, but there was like a cafeteria and stuff. So this was me in New York living on my own. I, I met my 
future husband at the time. So I had someone to cook for, but basically I, I just started watching the food network. That's kind of when the food network was first, like, you know, getting popular and Rachel Ray and all those people on TV who were saying, you know, you can cook anything in 30 minutes. <laughs> and I started cooking and then I realized I was like good at it. Um, and both of my parents, by the way, cooked uh, growing up. My parents are both awesome cooks and they cooked dinner every day growing up. So I had good role models as well. But um, one day I was, I basically entered a recipe contest on the Food Network website. They were looking for the best um, home cooks recipes to come compete on this TV show. So I entered this contest completely on a whim and ended up being chosen. And I flew out to LA <laughs> and I competed on this cooking show and I didn't win, but basically that's, that's how the whole thing started. I kind of got hooked. I thought it was really fun. Um, I got to like, you know, that, that little competitive side of me, like really liked it as well. And then for the next like five, six years, I basically started entering all these cooking competitions, traveling around the country, competing. And after doing that for a few years, I was like, you know, everything I've learned about cooking is from watching TV. I want to actually learn like the real fundamentals of cooking techniques. So that's when I decided to go to culinary school because I was in New York city. There are so many options for schools, like the best place to be. And uh, I enrolled in culinary school. That was right after I finished residency. Wow. How long is culinary school? I did it in a year. It depends on what kind of program you do. I did, uh, I went to Institute of Culinary Education in New York and I did culinary classes uh, three nights a week. Um, and then I worked in the ER the rest of the time. I had a very cool director at the time who, who let me go down to halftime for one year while I did school. So I did school at night, ER during the day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's and I would bring all my food in for my residents and stuff <laughs> and all the leftovers. So they loved me. I was very popular. <laughs> that was a smart director. He's like, oh, yeah. we can get Sonali to go to school and we will get the, the benefits right. from it. Yeah. But yeah. You, you applied that, that, um, the cooking show while yeah. you're in residency then? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just like mind blown. I know, right? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have to ask, was there a sense of, um, like, sometimes I find exes <clears throat> personally too, like, did you feel like there was things about medicine during your residency or mm-hmm. what you were seeing in your patient populations mm-hmm. that, or just the the you know the the job feeling of day in day out doing yeah. the same things even though you have variety and and the emergency yeah. medicine did you find that there was things about um like frustrations about things or uh, a staleness that made you eager to not just because you like food but made you eager to do something else yeah yeah that's a great question <laughs> yeah definitely so first of all the reason I got into cooking was just um to de-stress basically because you know emergency medicine residency residency super tough I mean you know just seeing like really really sick patients every day and and you know in the beginning it's it takes a while obviously to get used used to it and I would just come home and I I found it very relaxing and therapeutic to be sitting there and like chopping an onion and you know in the kitchen just cooking and just totally forgetting about work basically um but then like late, later on, um, yeah, exactly what you're asking about. Basically, I, I started get, after working in the ER for several years, I started getting really frustrated at times that we would be seeing all these patients, um, you know, coming in with heart attacks, strokes, kidney failure, all these things like uncontrollable hypertension, diabetes, things that 
um, you know, a lot of times could be controlled or prevented by, you know, diet and exercise and things like that. So I, I started doing my own research into like how we can prevent diseases, you know, before they start and nutrition, because we really don't get a lot of nutrition education in, in medical school, right? <laughs> so I took a bunch of online courses um, and things like that. And that's, and then that's basically when I started to kind of um, change my blog, the foodie physician. Cause at first it started off as just a fun way for me to share like recipes I was cooking and things like that. But then after a while I was like, you know, I want to bring like more of like the medical doctor aspect in, into this blog. Um, and I started focusing on like, you know, recipes and ways that we can use diet to kind of prevent these diseases before they begin. And that definitely started because of just seeing the same things over and over and over again in the ER. And, and a lot of times we don't have time to talk, you know, we're in such a rush in the ER, we don't have time to talk to people and, and counsel them about things rather than just, you know, it's a lot faster to just write a prescription for someone's blood pressure or for someone's sugar or something like that. But I do try, you know, to take the time to, to talk to people about other, other ways that they can prevent these things. Sure. Have, have you ever been shocked when you were in, in actually in the ER and you're talking and you're trying to introduce these topics yeah. of what people, um, when I say this, what they think they know about nutrition, mm -hmm, definitely just like <laughs> sort of, sort of some misconceptions in there. And the reason I bring this up is I, I when I, this is going to, you know, when I was doing pain yeah, and I, and I would have patients come in and I would actually spend the time to ask them about their diet. Mm -hmm. I was shocked at what people thought was healthy. Right. So I'm just, I'm kind of with, with a population that's coming in the ER and the, in, in yep. heavy utilization, what, what yep. have your experiences been yep. there? Yeah, that, that you're like, I 100% agree, <laughs> agree with you because I've never had one person tell me that they don't eat healthy. You know, like I, I mm -hmm. ask them about their diet, like, how's your diet? Like everybody says they eat well. And then I'll be like, what does that mean? You know, like, how about like how much salt are you using? For example, like sodium, you know, like, do you eat a lot of salty food, you know, things like that. And almost everybody always says, oh no, I don't eat a lot of salt. I never, I never use the salt shaker to put salt on my food. And I'm like, well, it's not the salt that's in the salt shaker. It's all the salt in the processed food and the fast food that you're eating. You know, that same person will say that they are eating, you know, um, whatever fast food or grabbing breakfast at McDonald's every morning or, or, you know, packaged mac and cheese, canned soups, all these things that have a ton of, you know, a ton of salt restaurant food. Um, but yeah, people, I, I totally agree with you. People, um, have very different, um, ideas of what they, they, they think is, is healthy for sure. Yeah, the belief versus the reality. Exactly. I think that's a great point, though, because so much in medicine, we have a tendency to we're frustrated, we're overworked, mm -hmm. you know, we're time crunched, and the, and and in the worst scenarios, it starts to victim blaming, right? We people come, yeah. well, why if this person just did this, why are they in my my ER, or why are they in surgery, and this right. person's right. a mess, mm -hmm. and um. It's just, it, so I'm, it's when you actually spend the time to ask the question, Yeah, it's really hard to say, well, this is a person's in these straits because um, they just aren't aware. Like, how is that? I, I, I don't know. How is that? How is that right? When we're just saying, well, you know, they don't know. Someone doesn't know. Right. Yeah. And it's hard because like, so the typical patient is someone like who comes into the ER in their say like mid forties, you know, starting to gain a little weight around the middle, starting to cholesterol, starting to creep up, sugar, starting to creep up, blood pressure, starting to creep up, you know, and a lot of people will, um, will come in and want like medication and stuff like mm -hmm. that, which first of all, in the ER, you know, we're usually not, not trying to start people on medications because we're not their primary care doctor. Although a lot of people think we, you know, it, it ends up being like that. Um, 
so, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier or quicker to just write prescriptions and whatever, but, you know, imagine, um, if you, if you had a doctor that, you know, actually could, was maybe trained in nutrition and could actually tell you, you know what, how about for the next six months, you try to do this, this, and this with your, your diet, try to increase your exercise, try to, and not just like say that because a lot of people say, Oh, lose 10, 15 pounds and come back, you know, actually show, show, or tell people how to do it, you know, give them recipes, um, even perhaps have cooking classes or something they could do with their patients, you know? Um, and then, uh, you know, like a lot of people, I mean, I mean, that's what I would love to be able to do, you know, basically, but, but it takes work. That's the other thing. It's not, it's not that easy to do it and it takes time and it takes work. So, and a lot of times people want like something faster, (laughs) you know, faster results. Yeah. The reality. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I've got, no, I was saying, if you really care and you want to make an impact, it takes time. (laughs) It takes the energy, which is not what the system tends to give you in the emergency room for sure. I know. I know. So I was going to say that I actually, um, because I'm the kind of person that always has to be doing something new. I just enrolled in this new, um, program. It's through Tulane university. Yeah. (laughs) It's called, um, it's called culinary medicine. It's actually this program that Tulane started. It's, it's, um, it's for health, not just doctors, like any health healthcare professionals, but, um, basically at the end of it, it's, I'm going to be a culinary medicine specialist, but, um, but yeah, Tulane, like they, their medical school, they started teaching their, um, they built a big test kitchen at their medical school. um, I went there for a conference once. It's very cool. It's a professional kitchen and they actually teach their medical schools, uh, medical students how to cook healthy food. So their students take like electives, like cooking classes and, you know, how to, how to make, uh, you know, teach them about Mediterranean diet and the DASH diet and all, all these other things. And then the thinking is that if they know how to cook healthy, then they can like, you know, instruct their patients on how to do this. And people are even opening up like test kitchens in their offices and things like that. So that's, that's the kind of stuff that I would love to do um, one day, you know, that being an ER doctor, I don't have an office. So it's hard for me to like reach people, you know, but hopefully one day I would love to be able to do like zoom um, cooking classes online Mm -hmm. and things like that. Very exciting. In the ER, when you're juggling all these different things, have you found that, that physician training and maybe even specifically your ER training, Mm -hmm. has that influenced how you cook, like the process of cooking itself? Hmm. Maybe uh, in the sense that multitasking, (laughs) you know, honestly, because I'm um, in the ER, you do have to juggle like a million things at at the same time, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, um, I mean, I'm I'm a mom, I've got two two young kids, you know, I have an eight year old, but we we also have a two and a two and a half year old (laughs) So trying to cook in the kitchen while juggling them. and I'm usually a lot of times cooking multiple things at the same time because I'm doing recipes for my blog that we're trying to photograph. I'm also, you know, cooking dinner. Um, but yeah, just in, in that sense, I would say um, if, from the ER, we have to learn how to like juggle and multitask so that that definitely comes in handy. And my, and my knife skills. <laughs> yeah, that, I knife, knife skills. skills. <laughs> Well, and, and that's just kind of interesting to me because it, it, it sounds really appropriate. You focus on this multitask. I can't even imagine cooking multiple meals at the same time because my brain doesn't work that way. But, right. I, but I'm, I'm actually very conscious about how anesthesia has influenced how I cook Yeah. because I cook just like how I would prep my room, meaning huh. I keep it clean. I, yeah. you know, I do this, this, I do step-by-step. Step. I have everything laid out, you know, the missing yeah. place thing, but then I'm, yeah. I'm cleaning as I go, just like I would be on my anesthesia yes. cart. That's so, so, interesting. so I yeah. do, and, and then it, Janet, my wife, who's also yeah. a physician and so now I knows 
does not cook like me at all. <laughs> so like she does not follow that process. So um, I might have to do this new thing and ask every guest if they cook, like how did your yeah. specialty influence this? Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. That's, I think that's really interesting. Actually. <laughs> yeah. And they, they do teach you that in culinary school, like to, that, you know, obviously sanitation, it's like, that's like the most important thing, the first thing you learn and to clean your station as you go. But, but so I remember some of my classmates, it would look like a bomb went off in their area, you know, cause it's just a total mess, like everything on the floor and everything. So that's funny. I'm not, I'm, I'm more towards yours, yours, your end, but, um, but yeah, it's just, I'm always like juggling a million different things in the, in the kitchen. <laughs> and, and this is going to sound horrible. Now I'm really curious about your parents. Cause you got a pathologist and anesthesiologist. Go, go and ask your parents. Cause you said they cook all the time. Like, do they cook differently? And as you know, what is the pathology influence on? So funny. On culinary arts, but I don't, yeah, I don't want to know. I guess <laughs> <laughs> my parents are very, um, they're great cooks, but they do not measure or write down anything because for years I've been trying to get their, um, I don't cook a lot of traditional Indian food, which is what I grew up eating. So I want to get their recipes and mm-hmm. I, I want to have them for, for my kids and for future generations. And they do not measure anything. I, it's like impossible to get a recipe for them, but they work, they work well together. They cook well mm-hmm. in the kitchen together, actually. That's, that's their dynamic. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. You All right, have well, a course on your cooking style. Yeah. You, You've yeah. you can do some kind of course, like, how to adapt the benefits of certain cooking styles or like you know, changing your cooking styles. Yeah. <laughs> Multitasking in the, in the kitchen with the foodie physician. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Sonali, of course, on the Change Physician yeah. podcast. And thank you for all of you listening. If you don't know what the Change Physician is all about, you can go to thechangephysician.com and join a community there. Whether you're a physician or a physician ally, we'd love to see you. Of course, you can check out Instagram where we release... Uh, some posts on what our recent episodes are and of course youtube you can see the video versions of our podcasts and all the podcasts on all the major venues and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode take care thank you for joining us today on the change physician podcast if you've enjoyed this episode please let us know by going to thechangephysician.com and while you're there be sure to check out the free book giveaways guides and other physician resources available to you simply by joining the community at thechangephysician.com